You know why? Because I got money now. I got money now. Because I'm a boss. Because I'm a badass boss. <laughs> What's up, world? Even you gam, tam, obsessed, super annoying people. You allocation money, pocket watching, know-it-all assholes. You, I could do it better if I ran the club. Dimwits, you precious. Oh, I can't criticize the club at all. Straw men building buttheads. Did I already say buttheads? Oh. It's your boy Sway from MTV News. FCC is back, which means we are back. Episode 42 of Knifey Lion Radio. best way to build a loyal audience is to insult half of them. My name is Jonah. Follow KLR on every social media platform you can find. Joining me today, the indoor instigator, Zach. Views and opinions expressed by Jonah <laughs> belong only to him. Yeah, you don't have any hot takes. Hey, I'm just not a company man like you. <laughs> I'm a sycophant. Today, we have much to di- much to di- much to discuss. First, we'll fire up the roster machine for the Oscar-nominated segment. Are you in or are you out? After that, we'll see our uh, how our legendary EMLS star is doing in our new segment, The Fiddle Files. <laughs> uh, back again after that, after his much ballyhooed edition in the last episode, it's Kevin's MLS then we'll wrap things up into a tight burrito in this week's Potpourri. And folks, if you're feeling alone, just know there's a group of warm, smiling faces inside the John Hart's Cave, Cave of, of Wonders. Wonders. Closed captioning for today's episode brought to you by Speedway. Speedway. Guys, big news. Flamin' Hot Doritos are coming back. I expect a Super Bowl commercial featuring them. Hopefully they'll have them at Speedway, and I'll go check them out if they are. Zach, I wrote this down. I don't know if you remember. Of course you do. You had an experience with, I believe, Flamin' Hot Doritos that put you off Flamin' Hots for quite a while, if not forever. Half true. It was Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Wow. Um, I threw up after eating them. And then for years and years, and even still now, if I'm feeling super sick, you know, you want to throw up because you know you'll feel better afterwards. I close my eyes. And I imagine (laughs) Flamin' Hot Cheetos like... Bursting, not like into flames, but like into dust. Yeah, there's no reason that they still really make me sick. That's a shame, but uh, your body thanks you for it. Flamin' Hot Doritos were my personal favorite of the Flamin' Hot variety. They've literally had every single other Flamin' Hot brought back since then. Your Fritos, your Ruffles, your Lay's, your Funyuns, <laughs> popcorn. They've really just been. Uh, personally fucking with me but so it's good they're coming back but i don't want to speed past it uh play on words too much zach did you have a speedway <clears throat> tale to regale us with before there was some time this week where i was thinking how i want to stop repping them and i don't remember what happened just don't remember what it was <laughs> right now oh they uh so they made a pretty big impact they didn't me. insult their whole fucking parking lot slash whatever i get out of my, i was getting gas in the morning and i get out it's still all solid ice the whole way up to the to the door. Can we blame Speedway or the owner of that particular Speedway? It's that particular one, I'm sure. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a bit torn. I mean, Speedway does follow us, and they don't follow that many people, so it's pretty impressive. But PR department, whoever, has not gotten back to me 
about sponsoring the podcast. And um, I don't know if they think I'm a joke, if they listened at all and they thought it wasn't for them. They thought I was just uh, having a laugh. But I was quite serious, so um, I might have to throw another DM Speedway's way and get at that social media director. What I wish they would bring back is Cheetos Paws. Yeah, those seemed extra cheesy somehow. They did, and the Cheetos. They had like Cheetos checkers. Yes, those as well. Um, they yeah, they just felt completely different. Yeah, I might be out. Of, I was vegan for a while, so <laughs> I fell out of the loop, but those things are really great. Um, but we'll have more on that in the snacking segment that we got coming up later on in between baby talk and barf talk first off this week we got to get into it are you in or are you out let's start with out even though there's lots of in news zach i don't know if you saw this you did michael lahood finally it's official we figured he was out he is on his way to san antonio to join the other greatest fcc player to not play for us that long lance lang uh, I know you had a lot of thoughts on this, Zach. Well, at this point, I wasn't surprised. But <laughs> if you would have told me this a month ago or two it months been ago. It would pretty funny if they were like just announced him as the next FCC player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, at the end of the season, I thought. The pundits would have really hated LaHood that. would have stayed. But. He's a vagabond. He's all over the place. He seems to have a lot of friends if you follow him on Instagram, which I still do. I haven't had the heart to unfollow him. But he's definitely living his best life. He was with the LAFC at their stadium and with the LA Galaxy. I don't know what he was doing. It's, uh, the other huge, huge... I wonder if oh, he okay, was tricking potential sponsors. <laughs> I would not put it past him for a second. He's like, hey, Power Bar. <laughs> don't slip up. In LA. Don't want to miss it. Might get uh, Zlatan in a pick. Yeah, Mark Village head to the Canadian Premier League. <laughs> I like the FCC was like, thank you for all you did on and off the field. I was like, what did my man do on the field? God, they didn't even give him a chance. But yeah, thanks for all your on-field <laughs> contributions, Mark. You made an indelible impact. I know on Zach. Also out. This one, this is a bigger deal. And uh, I already proved there's not egg on my face because I showed you in the song, the the Matias Fernandez song. It wasn't really about him. It was always about Alan Cruz. But uh, Maddie is out. Um, So much back and forth. Who knows what was true? Either he failed his physical and we didn't want him anymore. Or at the last second, his team was asking for too much. Who the hell knows? But... uh, yeah, the number 10 we thought was ours. It's no longer ours. I think they probably caught wind of how much we were going to give for uh, Nick Hagelin. <laughs> They're like, we can get a lot more for Maddie. I don't know what his resale value is. That's we completely destroy his knees playing a nipper. But uh, I was a little bummed. But um, I'm an FCC fan <laughs> through and through, so I'm still going to support the team. The other news, which uh, we dropped before... Anybody else, Diego Ribas, Ribas, better known as Diego, the Brazilian currently playing in Brazil, had over 30 caps for the Brazilian national team, was rumored to possibly be signing with FCC. He was in Cincinnati. Um, I had a birdie who had a birdie who talked to a birdie who knew his agent. So I was the first to report it, but I didn't want to blow it up in case it was true. I didn't want to be the man responsible for ruining a number 10 for us. So I left his name out, and I said we were interested in a Brazilian player to play the number ten. And then uh, CST just went out there and they just put his name. They just put it all out there. They put his name out. But folks, you know where you heard it first, even though I kind of 
I got buried after that. But uh, but that was no. Apparently, he was just using it as a ploy to build up his contract with his old team, and they re-signed him for three more years. So he's not coming. Um, the other big out, James McLaughlin, Mr. College Ladies Man. Some sort of serious knee injury. He'll be out for a long time. They still haven't said exactly what it is. But, Zach, what do you think? Will the team be able to survive without James? Search your heart. <laughs> uh, if I'm being completely honest, uh, you know, we're down one goal at Nippert. Now the crowd won't be chanting for Jimmy to come on. Uh, yeah. And we'll make a smart move instead. <laughs> It'll be Welshman time. Uh, <laughs> it'll seem like a big deal to some pundits because I was listening to a podcast and they're like, they're counting on, they're really banking a lot on players like Jimmy McLaughlin. I was like, oh my God, are we? <laughs> Did somebody tell you that? I really hope that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the roster today and there's not really. I'm not saying he would, he would, I think he would have played. Yeah. There's not a lot of wing depth out there. No, there's none, actually. Actually, <laughs> So, you know, take whatever I just said with a grain of salt, but because no one else is going to go charging down the wing like that um, or trying to. Yeah, I'm sad for him, but life goes on. Importantly, more importantly, let's forget about who's not part of the team. In this week and last week, since we didn't have an episode last week, Alan Cruz made it official. That was already believed to be happening. Exciting. <laughs> Looks like a winner. He's young. Uh, if we were another team, I'm sure we'd have got a lot more credit for that. Also official, Roland Lama thought that was dead in the water. Folks, it's not. He's here. He's smiling. He's cracking some hard shots, as I saw on Instagram. But then those ones were uh, expected. A little bit surprising. One of Zach's all-time favorite players, Caleb Stanko, on his way back from Germany. This guy's American. He is uh, a player that existed playing in Europe. Can't say I'd ever heard of him. Zach, what did the name Caleb Stanko mean to you before last week? <laughs> you to... Awkward eye contact. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> oh, more importantly, what does Caleb Stanko mean to you now? And would you say we have... Would you take it as we have an abundance of defensive midfield riches or it's an issue like, oh, my God, is it a negative or a positive in your mind? I guess it's a positive. They seem versatile. I I think it's seen from one of Couch's short interviews. He's kind of expecting them to be able to play in different positions, try some things out. Then the other big in a shock move he had been uh, talked about months and months ago, Nick Hagland. Cincinnati native, uh, went to Xavier, home of the most important Nick to ever play for Xavier, Nick from soccer, who is uh, still on his spiritual retreat. He'll be back very soon. They signed him for what appeared to be a decent sum, <laughs> upwards of $300,000 worth of uh, MLS money and our number one spot in the allocation order. And this was very upsetting to you number <laughs> numbers-obsessed nerd merchants, Zach. Form an opinion, even if you didn't have one. What were you thinking when FCC announced Nick Hagland from Toronto FC, MLS Cup champion, was coming home? Yeah, when I first saw it, I said, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. And I still think it's a good acquisition, obviously. I don't think anyone would argue that. I think the only question is what we gave up to get him, which, uh, you know, we'll see. It might be worth it in the end. Yeah, it was clear that uh, we just had to have him. <laughs> Whenever Toronto asked, they're like, all right. We also don't really know how much money FCC has from MLS. So, And it is use it or lose it. So I'm going to assume we were like, you know what, let's use it. 
And there were a couple of articles about us uh, totally screwing up the market <laughs> for these other uh, available center backs and defenders. Yeah, which I you say, know, <laughs> fuck you. Well, you know, the, the solution for that is don't put up those numbers, you know? <laughs> if the other teams just say no. Zach, you've kind of indicated to me you're not as much of a, a blind loyalty follower of Luke in the front office of FCC. Why is that? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> What's your problem? It's not that I don't have any, like, faith in Luke Sassano. It's like, I don't fucking know. And, uh, no, my rebuttal to you is, like, I think you had a rant maybe on the last podcast. Like, hey, just trust. He's smarter than all the rest of us. I don't really know that. Um, just because of his position with the team, it doesn't really mean much to me. Um, we'll see. I don't know if you watched, <clears throat> did you watch the Sunderland documentary? I did. Very Shocking <laughs> how stupid they are. Yeah. <laughs> like on uh, deadline day, like you can't believe it. Actually, I mean, they're a, how long has Sunderland been in existence? They were in the Premier League for I don't know how long. Um, and then transfer deadline day, it looked like you or me running around. Like, yeah. So you can't just assume because of the position someone's gotten themselves in that they really know what they're doing. And I don't think. Well, Sunderland has a, <laughs> they have a recent history of making terrible moves. So. Well, we don't even have a recent history. So. I mean, I liked our USL moves. Even the players we brought in and then I got rid of, they had great seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's easy, though. You find all the best players and you get them, and no one else can. Um, I'm kind of going off of um, the finagling to get Adi in the first at USL and the fact that uh, Fabian Johnson was willing and going to play for FCC in the USL, which uh, and that was Luke's way of trying to skirt the allocation order that we ended up just <laughs> trading away anyways uh, so he's probably not part of our plans anymore uh i've just heard from people um who've had conversations with him uh, fcc inside sources they say you know it seems like he's operating on the next level and obviously we don't have a lot to compare it to but uh i'll take their word that he seems like in any interview i hear i mean he doesn't really take a breath if you ask him a question when he can just talk without breaking thought for a second it seems like you know obviously we don't know I mean, we're very highly intelligent soccer thinkers, but at least from a distance, it seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but yeah, Sunderland, if we can go back for the second, it was pretty embarrassing. And then like the talking about the players they were bringing in, it's like, oh, this guy seems, this guy had a, what do they say, a cup of coffee in Premier League. Like He's like a talented guy. And then he's come in there and it seems like a disorganized mess. So hopefully we're not that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not comparing us to them. My only point was you can be in this position to make these decisions and still be kind of an idiot. I'm not saying that he is one, but... Um, I also said, I think I said it on Reddit last night, that uh, I'm only giving him this leash for the first season. And then if, if it's a debacle and these signings were terrible and everybody, everyone's worst expectations are right, I will adjust accordingly. But I, I, I feel, just in my heart, I'm usually a negative guy. You've heard the first uh, 10 episodes of KLR. (laughs) We were the best team, and it was viewed through a very negative prism. Go back and listen to the first episode. It was the worst win we've ever had. (laughs) But uh, I've just chosen. I made a a conscious effort to uh, I'm going in positive year one, and then I'm ready to jump ship and be an asshole. Right. I mean, it's like uh, a lot of people seem to need, like you were saying, off the air. The validation of pundits or sports writers and people on Twitter, you know, let us know. Are we doing this right? Is everything okay? <laughs> like, I can't make up my mind on my own. But then this, the Nick Hagelin one, I mean, it's kind of been universally 
lambasted and yeah heads are being scratched across the country so that does like it makes sense why people are like oh what the fuck are we doing here <clears throat> doesn't bother me but uh yeah, that's true but i just i know they haven't and every new team feels like everyone's out to get them it ha- i saw it happen with minnesota especially and uh, even atlanta not so much their moves but just everyone's since everyone's watching you and we're the only expansion team People are focusing on us and not the fact that, like, the Chicago Fire has, like, 12 less players than us. And uh, last time I checked a week ago, they had four defenders on their roster. And it was like, hey, guys, look at this shit. <laughs> These guys uh, are paying Bastion Swinesteger $7 bucks, and uh, they only have uh, four defenders. I know they just re-signed some people, but... Yeah, I mean, I think we've done a good job. Our lineup looks pretty competitive, and... Um... He's going to be a really huge addition to the team. It's uh, He seems like a swell guy, too. And all the Toronto fans seemed like they were stoked to get so much money, but they all you know, they seemed sad to see him go. Apparently, uh, you know, he was friends with everyone on the team, seemed like a great locker room guy. Yeah, him and then Greg Garza on top of that, you know, they were very sad to see him go for the same reasons. That's good, and that is worth some extra money, too. And then... uh. Also, some of the estimates for how much it ends up being worth, that all depends on the actual value of whoever you get in your allocation spot. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of horseshit. So, we'll see. I was listening to the new podcast with some of these MLS people we talked about. It's called... I shouldn't even... I'll cut that out. I don't want to give them any free publicity. <laughs> They're talking about our offseason and, you know, what are we doing? Um, then, are we just screwing up? our off season and then they asked the guy who was being very critical was like well what would you do if you were fcc like i didn't have fucking anything good to say at all it was a bunch of non-speak nonsense and he was like and you you look for those value players the victor uyoas of the world who are going to be dependable depth players i was like yeah he's on our fucking team you dick but just like i think he knows he's on the team but like he's like you want to build from the spine and uh you know Good, good, like center back, and then strong defensive midfield, and then if you can get like an, the goal scorer up top, I'm like, wow, cool, man. Way to describe <laughs> our team, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's exactly what we've done. And fingers crossed for Adi up top, and then you put some faith in Ledesma. I do. I don't think anyone else does. So as far as people from the outside, because they discount the USL. Well, Alan Koch clearly does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is like people discounting Adi. And um, I don't know. He seems pretty. Uh, he seems pretty motivated, based on what I've seen. And uh, talked about hearing people saying how we're not going to score any goals. And he, Darren Maddox too. So if he is as good as he's capable of doing, then a lot of uh, this stuff won't be as big of an issue. So anything else about these moves before we move on to uh, the Fiddle Files? Everything I know about Fiddle, I'm about to learn right now. <laughs> I was going to say I'm raising a kid. I don't have time to watch the. EMLS, but I forgot, <laughs> I forget that you have two. Somehow you make it work. Um, well, it was on at his last match finished after midnight, so it wasn't exactly a prime parenting time. But yeah, let's talk a bit about Fiddle, the Fiddle Files. The Fiddle Files. Should mention it'll be up, I think, Tuesday on the Pride's website. I wrote a little blog entry called Fiddle Fever, how I grew to embrace EMLS, and uh, you're gonna want to check it out. Be our boy Fiddle, someone who. You know, as Gordon Thornsberry made his uh, debut in ML- EMLS League One series, some weird title. He made it all the way to the semifinals, and it was just a real moment for everyone involved. Um, 
Zach was, I guess, raising his kid at 11 at night because he doesn't have a bedtime. <laughs> I don't even know what day it was. But it turned into a whole thing, and I didn't think it would. But, uh, you know, after kind of shitting on it, as someone who hates e-gaming in general, I found myself gripped. And uh, I knew we had really made it when uh, Fiddle beat this favored guy named NYC Chris. No, Fiddle beat him to get to the semifinals, and NYC Chris took to Twitter to say, worst lag I've ever experienced at a LAN event. You know, this is a game speak. <laughs> and he was deluged by FCC fans saying, <laughs> with like, fiddle violent emojis. <laughs> like, sorry bro, you got fiddled. <laughs> Don't try to blame <laughs> the internet. This eventually got so many messages, uh, uh, NYC Chris deleted his tweets <laughs> and said, uh, said it was fair and square. He said, that's right. And after that, in the semifinals, he was taking on a guy, uh, an Irishman named Dulsta. I made a meme. I put fart noises over a video of Dulsta. <laughs> Dulsta, you're going down. Well, Dulsta fucking destroyed. <laughs> I think it was six to two, six to one. Zach, um, someone who didn't watch it, what is Phil's just emergence as the face of FCC mean <laughs> to you? Enjoy I'll it. take him over Jeff Burden. So. <laughs> gorgeous. I'll just give you a little taste of the piece that you're going to read on Tuesday about the little backstory of how Fiddle came to be with us. I said, Fiddle was himself was plucked away from Paris Saint-Germain's FIFA team, owned by Qatar Sports Investments. Fiddle had to have been counting his lucky stars to make it back to America, as the Qataris are known for withholding passports from migrant workers. But where's home for Fiddle, you ask? Well, I learned he's a native of beautiful Oxford, Ohio. However, if you're picturing salmon shorts, polo shirts, and Paul Ryan, you got this gamer all wrong with a gentle, strawberry-blonde tuft of hair on his head and a pair of modern glasses. Fiddle's all business. So, if that doesn't wet your beak, I don't know what it will. Well, I'm boycotting the <laughs> Pride's website because you guys got your sponsorship. Soccer.com. <laughs> Soccer.com. I think it's fucked up. They supported the Contras in Nicaragua. <laughs> boycotting. <laughs> You're that asshole on Reddit who keeps calling out the pride and asking for their tax information. <laughs> Guys, literally the worst. Uh, speaking of literally the worst, it's time for... Kevin's in the last minute. Hope he can't explain. Kevin's in the last minute. That's right, folks. Kevin Wallace, Secretary of the Pride, member of the Red Army and the Sign Museum, <laughs> brings us his brand new edition. I haven't heard it yet, folks. Having not heard it, he's going to bash this Hegland deal, isn't he? I don't know. He might be taking a more meta view of the MLS entirely. He's not trying to get bogged down in the FCC, even though we are the focus. The FCC weeds, you know. Trying to cover it all, but we'll see. I haven't heard it, so we'll see what Kevin's got for us. Here it is, Kevin's MLS Minute, and it starts right now. As Landon Donovan comes out of retirement, Tim Howard claims he's retiring, although he really hasn't tried playing a soccer match in about three years. Kaku is desperate to leave New York Red Bulls with his agent, even quoting Martin Luther King Jr. about how unfair it is that Red Bull won't sell him. P.T. Martinez joins Atlanta. Uh, P.T. was recently voted the best player in South America, who recently helped River beat Boca Juniors in that Copa Libertadores final. If Ocasio-Cortez had her way, 70% of Almiron would be heading to 
Orlando right now. Kits are starting to come out across the league. They all look identical, and I cannot wait for our fans to be freaking out about ours. Gregory Vanderveel took a swing at head coach Vanny, and Vancouver spent $400,000 on a 24-year-old Tunisian defender playing in Tunisia, answering the question, did we overpay for Haglund, with a resounding no. And in the most MLS news, Sacramento finally found their rich person. And finally, remember, preseason games are the most important. Whoa, baby. Still haven't heard it, but I'm guessing it was a doozy. <laughs> Zach, did you think he'd cover that? <laughs> no. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of Kevin and the Sign Museum, if you're a prospective like Zach or an actual member, wannabe member of the Pride, January, Feb, yep, February's the next month, February 9th at the American Sign Museum. It's the Pride's big scarf release event. Get down there, folks. I'm sure there'll be all sorts of stuff for you to do. Will Fiddle show up? Probably not. <laughs> Will you? That's probably my moving day where you're not going to help me. <laughs> Is that literally your moving? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's at night. Uh, I have to be there. I just, I have to. People will expect me. Amelia Wolf, I've purchased a house. <laughs> He's a homeowner. He'd been saving for years. <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia Coyote is on vacation. She's in the mountains getting in touch with her spirit animal. No, I haven't told her that I'm moving. <laughs> it's on a strictly need to know basis. <laughs> She's very hard of hearing too, so she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, but for this week's edition of Popery, training began in the UC bubble for FCC, and it was exciting to see these guys in action. Top of on my mind was seeing Mathieu Deployé actually out there, fucking wearing his trainer, kicking the ball around with these guys. You couldn't have dreamed it. I did. It happened. Zach, what's it like seeing these guys? We've talked about, we've dreamed about, we've sung about seeing them actually out there, finally kicking a ball. Really is heaven on earth. <laughs> Teton can hit the roof. <laughs> Incredible. This guy can kick the ball so high. Um, day two, I, I love this tidbit from our boy Pat Brennan. He said there was a bit of an, an edge to the game out there. Found out. He put in his piece. I don't think he's going to be happy about it. Uh, he wrote that Fataya Lache was the one who was a little upset about people going at it a little too hard in some of the challenges. Apparently got knocked into some training cones. Fatai was not happy. But uh, that's how it's going to be, bro. People are trying to earn their minutes out there. If I had to guess, make a guess, the guy who ran into you, future stud, Rashawn Daly. <laughs> He's all anyone can talk about. He had a great showing on the first day when everyone was just tapping the ball back and forth. But apparently he looked good. Zach, how excited are you for Rashawn, a.k.a. the new Cicerone? Did you watch his highlight video? No. It's <laughs> the bare minimum you could have done. Why am I even on this? Um, I need someone to bounce my bad ideas off of. I think he's the only person who I haven't, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, i tell you what, he's got a better highlight package than uh, Frankie Amaya does. Rashawn went to Quinnipiac. He was the first Quinnipiac player to ever get uh, drafted. Not a huge shock. And the highlights look like it's on a prison yard, but I guess that's their field and the rest of whoever the Quinnipiac plays. But he's big, lanky, and uh, he's got a great gait. Love his stride and uh, nice touch for a big man. So do yourself a favor. Check out Rashawn Daly, D-A-L-L-Y, if you don't know. Now you know. Um, yeah, so he's my breakout star. Hopefully we can watch the streams. They're down Now they're down at IMG in Florida. Where um, apparently it was 50 degrees and 
torrential downpours. I texted you guys. One thing I liked about this early training was on like day number three, the guy interviewing Koch for the FCC. Hey, you got 10 new guys. Are they starting to play with your style of play? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. no. Like we're trying to get their touch back. And... <laughs> yeah. They're just jogging. How are they adapting to your tactics? Like they haven't even yeah. haven't said the word tactics yet. Um, Frankie Amaya was out there. This guy is short. <laughs> I saw a picture of them arriving in Florida. He was with the other rookies, and um, he had his hands tucked into his sleeves. <laughs> he was holding a water bottle. He looked like he was fucking five years old. <laughs> they didn't have a youth, youth size track jacket. Oh, He's riding man. in Forrest Lasso's backpack. <laughs> yeah. The big rumor everyone's talking about. Zach, I don't know if you heard this. It could be an explanation for all the tan game we gave up. Sebastian Giovinco. Word on the street is he's almost certainly coming to FCC. Uh, 99.9% of this is just based on the fact that we must have had a wink-wink, hush-hush deal. On, and that was why we gave up so much gam and tam. What are you looking forward to the most about Giovinco? Um, I can't wait to see him and Ledesma fighting over free kicks. <laughs> we got a lot of free kick takers. Well, I'm still... Wow, sorry. Sad You're thinking about Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> What else? Uh, I saw this. I know he's not a current player, but Sam DeWitt had a little tiny Twitter rant about Spectrum and their horrible, horrible customer service. And who should jump into the rescue is Deckel. There was like Good a, re- a, there was a Reddit thread that Forrest Lasso's had enough. Yeah. Was, I think he was tweeting about Spectrum. Zach, you've had some... Is Spectrum formerly Time Warner Cable? Yeah. Okay. You've had some issues with uh, Spectrum in the past. You want to talk about that? <laughs> Outstanding yeah, bills. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just not paying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sem tweeted on uh, uh, January 24th, hey, get Spectrum at their hashtag, no, their handle. Just want to say customer service is terrible, so thanks for nothing. I'll try to set it up myself. Deckles tweeted out, great service from them, exclamation point. <laughs> Nazmi tweeted, well done, get Spectrum. Then <laughs> uh, Sem tweeted, ha, thanks, that's a real brother comment. Wait till you get the same problem. Yeah, Forrest, and they had, January 18th, wow. <sighs> Not good from Spectrum. Hey, Spectrum, just wanted to let you know that your service, customer service, is shocking. Kind of a British thing to say. <laughs> Five different people couldn't help me over the phone, so I went to the store and ended up fixing the issue myself. Thanks for nothing. Patty Barrett uh, tweeted out two crying laughing emojis and two muscular <laughs> arm emojis. <laughs> then superfan Beth Smith said, I had the same issue. Switched to Cincy Bell. Much better customer service. Cheaper, too. Then, since he's super fan, said, I had the same problem. No one could fix it until I canceled. Then voila, fixed. So really, everyone's not a good day for Spectrum. Hey, my apologies. Sorry for the inconvenience. DM me your issues. Wow. This is just basically turned into a thread for FCC fans that say they hate <laughs> Spectrum. Bad day for Spectrum. <laughs> and bad day for KLR because I'm introducing our new sponsor, Spectrum Cable. <laughs> Thanks for everything you guys do. Also, this was huge. I don't know if you saw this, Zach. The indoor groundbreaking for the new Stargill Stadium. It really bothered me. Did they, they put had, dirt on it? <laughs> they had a plastic sheet, <laughs> and they had like what looked like the back of a truck's worth of dirt inside of school gym. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, who brought this in and who brought this out? These fucking photo ops have gone too far. It's not. It looks stupid, first of all. <laughs> I get that like they're not really participating in the initial dig even when they're outside but just the fact you're inside and you're like shoveling dirt you just look like a fucking idiot did but, they uh but you set know who's from podium? center your best friend <laughs> Jeff Bird <laughs> he gave a speech I'm sure he did 
I swear to God, if he comes out at halftime against Portland, <laughs> why would he do that? It's talking about like we're here, everybody. <laughs> we did it. Three years of hard work. Oh, if he comes out on GB's shoulders, I'll be cool with it. Um, what else? New uniforms, Zach. Uh, you and me have seen the mock-ups because we're special. How, are you feeling them? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I liked last season's better, and I think it's too much blue. <laughs> Need some more orange in there. Well, well, I won't reveal anything about the away jersey, but it sounds boring as all hell. So um, I'll probably be getting a home jersey. It looks all right. It looks fine. The ones that have leaked so far, there's a lot of uninspiring jersey jerseys in the MLS <clears throat> in general. Yeah, it's better than some. It reminds me of a trainer, though. I'll probably buy it. Um, People are pretty into those track jackets. Yeah. The one, yeah. With the orange sleeves. Yeah, the ones that hide Frankie's hands. Yeah. Who could forget? I was looking at the uh, web store there, and they're doing that same shit, man, where it'll be like just a regular jacket, and they've sewn an inch by a half inch little FCC. They sew like yeah. right on the breast, and that's it. And it's 80 bucks. If you want to uh, get some pride gear like that through soccer.com, we're basically <laughs> the same thing, except for much better prices. Yeah. Any other big news this week for you, Zach? Anything you want to touch on in the world? Just uh, shutdowns over. I know you wanted to talk about that for a while. Yeah. Thanks, President Trump, for <laughs> standing strong, standing getting, strong. The, getting the job done, <laughs> getting these workers back to work. Uh, Amelia, I forgot to hit you up before this episode. She was supposed to be on. She had a lot to say. But uh, she had a lot to get off her chest. Next week, she'll be back for sure. Her and Nick. Yeah, we called her, and she was mid-conversation before she even said hello. You just hear this, like, yeah, and then that fucking Pocahontas. This... Oh, hello? <laughs> well, I was like, whoa. She was actually chaperoning uh, Cuff, uh, Cuff Cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she wasn't available last week. <laughs> so everyone asking, where were the adults? Well, there they were. You know what's a bummer? Not to... Uh go off on the thing but half those kids probably come to these fcc games <laughs> oh that was probably the tamest take we could have taken off. <laughs> no and they're sitting around me in 122 no they're up in the <clears throat> i sat in the club seats one time they're up there this... not gonna be a fan of this team we are one of the least <laughs> white teams in the mls maybe I love it. Let's get rid of all the white players. <laughs> you know who sticks out like a sore thumb is Eric Alexander. I keep forgetting he's on the team. Like he looks like he straight up looks like a coach walking with them. And uh, I was like, oh, there's Johan Demet and there's Coach Alexander. Oh, whoa, this guy's gonna be. He could be fucking getting PT. You know. Uh, for this week's edition of Hope the Weigel's Listening, since he baby talk, this just happened last night. Zach, you're gonna want to hear about this again. I'm sleeping next to my son. Mm, co-sleeper, huh? <laughs> Well, here's how it happened. Him and his brother were actually both sleeping in their beds, which are in the same room, which was amazing. And then at like midnight, the little one walks out, confused, two-year-old, delusional. He's like, where's mom? So I put him in our bed. But then when we're all in the big bed, my son in the middle of the night always comes in and then there's four of us in there and they're kicking me in the head and it's a nightmare. So sometimes I proactively get in his bed because there's enough room. So two is not a crowd. Four is a crowd. So I pre I proactively got into his bed 3.30 in the morning about. Uh, I hear excessive coughing, and I, like, I kind of tilt my head to the side. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah. And then he lays back down, and like it, it smells. It smells real bad. It smells terrible. I kind of reach my hand over to where he laid back down, and my pinky touches something wet, and I smell it. And on the spot, I almost Ralph. And uh, I lift him up. 
what is it? He fucking barfed everywhere. Again. Then I almost barfed again. And so I had to get him out of his stupor, take all his stuff off, and then put him in the little bed that was his brother's bed. Five in the morning, he barfs again. So, you know, I'm operating on little sleep. Barf. I said it's kind of smelled like kimchi and cat food. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. And I've smelled some bad stuff. It smelled so bad that I kind of would have wouldn't have minded if some a stranger just came up and farted directly in my face to take away some of the sting from this. So, uh, but the one positive to come from it, uh, there was a family event at my in-laws today, and looks like uh, Daddy's got to stay home with <laughs> my son. So it all worked out in the end. Are they listening? Who would make it this far? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that. Final thoughts, Zach? Nick Haglin forever. <laughs> Louisville never. Allocation spot whenever. 24 is not that low. <laughs> it resets anyways. We didn't want anybody. Who cares? I was looking at the list. There's so, a few that I would want. Really? But that list is kind of, you know, like... I wasn't too impressed with the list of players who might actually come back. Right. No, I mean, the list... You have to know, and they probably know more than we do, I guess, about that. Julian Green's the one everyone's talking. But, uh, yeah, there's a rumor of him going to Toronto, so maybe that's why they wanted that spot. So maybe someone wants some more, and they'll buy it for a million dollars, and we'll get half a million dollars, and then uh, I'll tell Paul Tenario to stick it up his fucking butt, okay? I don't need your hate anymore. Sorry, that was the first name that came to mind, and I can't pronounce Sam Steichel. No, I mean, I think all these MLS writers pretty much suck. <laughs> yeah, they're the bottom tier of sports writers in this country <laughs> covering yeah. the MLS. Yeah, I mean, even just look at our local guys. <laughs> they don't know shit. They literally know less than, like, us. Uh, We're you, the bottom. Have you noticed that, uh, I don't know if he ever was, but Pat Brennan's very scared to be critical of the team anymore. He'll, like, inch towards saying something kind of negative, and then he'll kind of just, like, back away. That's going to be his island of being FCC favorable because everyone else has a negative slant to everything. So, uh, yeah, I've always been from day one. I've been team Pat. So it goes without saying <laughs> you're my boy. Well, I think the problem comes with he's FCC exclusive now, so he can't burn any bridges. He needs all the access. Yeah. But I mean, he's about as critical as Charlie Hatch, who's getting paid by FCC now. Right. Uh, or as I like to call him, Mr. Personality. Steck, get well soon. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know I'd need you this much. Amelia, what's good? Zach's new house forever. Housewarming gift, whenever. You are the gift. <laughs> Rise together. Rise together. By the time I got.